live from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. قلب سليم. Sound heart. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to your program Qalbun Salim being sound hot. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson and in this afternoon's program we are speaking about the character in terms of the book The Clarification of Noble Character and this is of course by the author Sayyid Habib Umar bin Hafiz and speaking about the commentary on the book we are joined in studio by Molina Abdurrahman Khan. Now in this segment Molina Abdurrahman Khan will be highlighting the greatness of sabr and the implementation thereof. Do know that this is lesson 2 and chapter 3. Molina, Bismillah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الخلق والمرسلين سيدنا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمد صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the choicest of blessings and salutations upon our master sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we thank and praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for affording us another opportunity to continue with our reading and comment on the great work the clarification of noble character by our teacher, the great scholar and saint, Sayyid Al-Alama Al-Habib Umar bin Muhammad bin Salim bin Hafiz. We continue this afternoon, inshallah ta'ala, with lesson three, the greatness of patience, the foundation upon which the realities of faith are built. Said Habib Umar, when commencing his discussion on patience, he said that the attribute of patience, which translates as sober, is one of the most important character traits which the prophet, the prophets, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ajma'een Nurtured in their disciples Allah adorned them with patience So that they would be an example to others And He praises those who are patient So He said that The most important quality And it's amazing that the very first quality trait That said Habib Umar actually addresses in this, in this work The clarification of noble character Is in fact patience Something that we hear so much about Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala in countless verses in the Quran speaks about the high status of, of patience. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He said that, Waspiru, be patient, practice patience, show patience. In Allahum as-sabirin, indeed, Allah is with those who show patience. In another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He tied guidance, guiding mankind. And, and this ties very much in with what Sayyid Habib Umar is saying, that the foundational quality of Anbiya alayhi salatu was patience. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made patience a prerequisite for the spread of guidance. And we're living in a society where we want to spread guidance. We want to see people attach themselves to the beauty of a religion, the beauty of Islam. It's so amazing that uh, uh, Muslims remain a minority in this country. And whenever someone accepts Islam, it's always very heartwarming and it touches our hearts. And here, the recipe is given to guidance. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that, وَجَعَلْنَا مِنْهُمْ أَئِمَّةً Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of the, the Anbiya alayhimu salatu wa salam and Allah said we made from them Imams, leaders يَهْدُونَ بِأَمْرِنَا They guide with our matter لَمَّا صَبَرُوا When they practice patience In other words, they spread guidance after they practice patience and we know that the Anbiya alayhimu salatu wa salam they encountered countless difficulties, trials, hardships and in the face of it they remained patient 
And through that patience, Allah said, Yahduna, they spread guidance. وَجَعَلْنَا مِنْهُمَا إِمَّةً يَهْدُونَ بِأَمْرِنَا لَمَّا صَبَرُوا وَكَانُوا بِآيَاتِنَا يُقِنُونَ In another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَلَإِن صَبَرْتُمْ لَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لِلصَّابِرِينَ If you are to practice patience, then that is better for you. وَإِن تَصْبِرُوا وَتَتَّقُوا لَا يَضُرُّكُمْ كَيْدُهُمْ شَيْئًا If you are to practice patience and have God consciousness, their plotting and planning against you will not affect you in any way. إِنَّهُ مَنْ يَتَّقِي وَيَصْبِرْ Those who show taqwa and have patience, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not destroy or neglect the reward, أَجَرُ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Of those of you who do good. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, يَا يَوْلَذِينَ آمَنُوا اصْبِرُوا وَصَابِرُوا وَرَابِتُوا وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ Oh, those with iman, show patience. وَصَابِرُوا وَرَابِتُوا وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ فِيَا اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ So that you may attain success. So success tied into, tied into patience. And what I've intended to do by quoting these verses, even though this is just a few and in the Quran is still filled with so many other verses, is to impress upon our beautiful listeners this afternoon that patience is a foundation upon which every other good quality is based and built. It's the foundational quality that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed within the Prophets, the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam. And that was the opening remarks of our author over here, Sayyid Habib Umar. He went on to say that, and this is so beautiful because we are one week now, away from the blessed and noble month of Ramadan. The Prophet Muhammad wasallam he told us regarding the month of Ramadan that it is the month of patience and paradise is the reward for patience. So we're speaking about implementing these qualities within our lives. Ramadan is an amazing opportunity for us to inculcate within us that quality of patience. And we can see that in that in the month of Ramadan, people are hungry. People have desire to eat, people have a desire to drink, yet he practices patience by abstaining from food and drink for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's an example. And the reality is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made certain things obligatory upon us. He has made certain things recommended for us. He has made certain things haram, impermissible for us. And he has made other things reprehensible or makruh for us. That patience that we attain during the month of Ramadan by staying away from those things which we desire, it's a training for you and I to have patience in executing all obligations, everything Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made compulsory upon us, as how it's a training for us to abstain from everything that Allah has prohibited us from. If a person is able to do practice patience in Ramadan, then it's a training ground for him to practice patience in relations to every in relation to to everything else. Said Habib Umar in this particular uh, chapter or lesson 3, The Greatest of Patience, he mentioned three types of patience. And this allows you and I to reflect what is the patience that you and I are trying to attain. So the first type of patience, he said, is patience that is displayed in confronting the hardship of performing duties which are either obligatory or recommended. And I made reference to that. It's called Asabr fi ta'at, patience in acts of obedience. Meaning perfecting and being consistent in performing acts of, of obedience. And in the next chapter, said Habib Umar will speak about this more at length. More at length, he'll be speaking about it and we'll hope to cover it. If not this week, then hopefully next week, inshallah ta'ala. But think about it by, by way of example. If we wake up in the early hours of morning, one hour before Fajr, who doesn't want to continue sleeping? 
who doesn't find a sweetness in the warmth of his bed. And we're entering winter, so we have our electric blankets and thick duvets. And who wants to leave the side of his bed? That sweetness. And that's patience in the face of acts of worship. If I develop the quality of patience in obedience, it means that I'm going to be willing to forsake my blanket and my bed and the warmth of my bed for Allah, for the sake of Allah. And that is one type of patience. When we return after the break, we discuss other types of patience that the author makes reference to in this particular chapter, insha'Allah ta'ala. In this segment, we are going to be delving in a different direction and that is in terms of patience concerning things of the lower self and also highlighting the lowering of the gaze for males and females. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Prior to the break, we said that in this particular lesson titled the greatness of patience, Sayyid Habib Umar made reference to three types of patience. We covered the first, that was patience in obedience, in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He then said that the second or another type of patience is patience concerning things that the lower self desires, but which the intellect perceives as harmful, since it realizes that the end result of such things is disgrace and tribulation. A person through patience, through realizing the harms of a particular deed, he abstains therefrom. And that is sober in the face of, of acts of disobedience. I, I remember my good friend and colleague, Muna Muhammad Ka, once made the example of adultery or fornication for that matter as, as attractive, unfortunately, as attractive as it may seem. And that's a problem in itself because why is it that impermissible things are attractive to us? As much as when we speak about wrongs, haram things that take place within society, people they lift their heads and say, Who can I die doing? And Astaghfirullah and so forth and so on. Many a time that's just a, a front. But the reality is that the fact that we're falling in disobedience means that disobedience, acts of disobedience are made attractive to us. And therefore one of the one of the du'as of the companions radiallahu ta'ala anhu when Allah mentioned this in the Quran and we often make this du'a in our masajid is we make the du'a Allahumma habib ilayna al-iman make iman the acts of iman the acts of belief beloved to us Allahumma habib ilayna al-iman wa zayyinhu fi qulubina and adorn iman and the qualities and the actions of iman within our hearts and then we say wa karrih ilayna al-kufra wal-fusuqa wal-isyan Oh Allah, make disbelief. Oh Allah, make things that are disliked by you. Well, Isyan, make all acts of disobedience, make it disliked by us, make it hatred to us. That's a dua. And that was the reality of the companions. Disobedience, acts of disobedience were hated, hated to them. They disliked it, they hated it, they couldn't handle the sight of acts of disobedience. The amazing thing about them though, radiallahu ta'ala anhum ajma'een, was that as our Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa taught, they did not look down upon the person that uh, perpetrated or committed the act of disobedience, but they, they looked down upon the act. And at the same time, they could still respect and show love and respect and reverence to the person that is actually committing the act. Because our hatred should not be directed at the one, the perpetrator of the deed, but at the deed itself. And this is a very important thing for you and I to acknowledge and keep in mind. But the point is that currently the state of most Muslims are that disobedience and acts of disobedience are made attractive and beautiful for them. If we develop the quality of sabr, of patience, and we're entering the month of patience, it's a time for you and I to strive and attain patience, to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us patience. 
We have patience in the act regards to acts of disobedience. Then it means even though my soul and my desire and my shahawat are all desiring this particular bad deed and that particular act of disobedience, whether it's looking at haram, whether it's speaking haram, uh, so many of our television programs today is just haram. Looking at the 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 aura of a strange female is haram. It is haram. Our scholars, they differ with regards to the face and the hands of a female. And looking at the face of the hands and the female, uh, even, many, even though many scholars considered that impermissible, the more carried position, especially among the local ulama of our city, is that it's permissible to gaze upon the hands and the face of a strange lady if there is no desire. And the minute there's desire, it becomes haram. So what about the balance of a female's body? So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect the eyes. Why is it such that we are attracted towards these acts of disobedience. But what we need is the quality of sabr to lower my gaze when I'm not supposed to be looking at a strange female. Do not look and entertain television programs to be playing in my home that are displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's all the benefit of, of, of sabr. I'd like to someone that, that loves uh, uh, dancing or clubs despite the fact that I like it or I desire it, I'm going to have forbearance, I'm going to have patience, sober in the face of disobedience and thus I won't go. Uh, I, I sat with a number of individuals that claim to be homosexuals, right? And it's again a desire towards something which Allah has made haram. It should be seen as an ordinary sin. No one should develop an extra attitude of considering himself better or looking down upon anybody, look down upon the act, not the individual. But the person that may be attracted to the opposite sex, he says to himself that I need patience in the face of acts of disobedience. So even though this may, according to my claim, be attractive to me, I'm going to have patience and sabr and only do that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from me. So the second type of patience said Hayy Umar spoke of was patience in the face of acts of uh, disobedience. And how one develops that is one needs to look at the matter from a intellectual perspective, one needs to use his intellect and realize that this is harmful. So I was speaking about my friend Muna Muhammad, they spoke about adultery. Just imagine how harmful adultery is to a community, to a society. You, you fulfill your desire for 5 to 10 minutes, or perhaps 15 minutes. But is it really worth it to break down relationships between husband and wife, two families? To break down the relationship between father and children, mother and children, mother and parents, father and parents, society, your relationship in the masjid, so forth and so on. Which is, which is, uh, the, 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 the repercussions are so far and so great. And any person with a sound mind will tell himself that I should rather practice patience over here because it's just not worth it. And that's the idea. The intellect tells you that the repercussions of this wrongdoing is so bad and that's just in the world. What about the year after? What about the day when I have to stand in front of Allah? What about the day when my deeds are going to be weighed on a scale? What about the day when I need to cross over the bridge leading over the fire of Jahannam? So patience in the face of acts of disobedience. And uh, the third type of patience, and we'll discuss this when we meet uh, after the break inshallah ta'ala, is patience that is manifested when believers suffer misfortune. Patience in the face of challenges and difficulty. And we speak about that when we meet. 
after the break, inshallah tabaraka wa ta'ala. I indeed hope that you have benefited from that. Alhamdulillah, the voice there of Molina Abdurrahman Khan, and that is where he was speaking about patience concerning things of the lower self and highlighting the lowering of the gaze for males and females. As you know, this is all from the book Clarification of a Good Noble Character, and that is by the author Sayyid Habib Umar bin Hafiz. And we are speaking about patience, and within this segment, Molina Abdurrahman Khan is going to be speaking about having patience and having that sabr in the face of misfortune as well as hardship. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah rabbil alameen, wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Prior to the break, we were discussing the third lesson from the clarification of noble character by our teacher Sayyid Habib Umar, titled The Greatness of Patience. And we said that Sayyid Habib Umar mentioned that there are three types of patience. We covered the first two. The first being patience in obedience, the second patience in the face of acts of disobedience, and the third patience we said is manifested when believers suffer misfortune, when difficulty comes our way. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the glorious Quran, وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ Give glad tidings to those who practice patience. الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةٌ When a difficulty or a calamity befalls them, they say, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala favored them with three things. Allah said, Ulaika alayhim salawatun min rabbihim. They get salutations, du'as of mercy upon them from their Lord. Salawatun min rabbihim. Ulaika alayhim salawatun min rabbihim. Awashiri sabirin aladhina idha asabatun musibatun qalu inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Ulaika alayhim salawatun min rabbihim. Wahudaw wa rahma. I think the verse reads, for them is guidance and for them is success, mercy. Right? So Allah favors those who have patience. Patience. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said those who practice patience, any type of patience, whether it's on acts of obedience or in the face of acts of disobedience, or whether it's patience when calamity befalls them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said those who practice patience will be given the reward without count. There's no limit to the reward that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has in store for them. Our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hadith narrated by Umm Salama, he said that there is no believer that is afflicted with the calamity except that he pronounces that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un, Allah majidni fi musibati wa khlufli khayram min, except that Allah will grant that person better than that which he, that which he lost. And therefore, therefore, it's so amazing because one always wondered what was the meaning of the hadith of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he said, عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ الْمُؤْمِنِ How amazing is the affair of the believer. عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ الْمُؤْمِنِ إِنَّ أَمْرَهُ كُلَّهُ خَيْرٍ Indeed, all affairs of the believer, there is good and khair there in for him. In أَصَابَتْهُ sarra When good comes his way, things which causes him happiness and pleasure, he thanks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thus there is good for him therein. فَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَا وَإِنْ أَصَابَتُهُ الضَّرَّةِ However, if difficulty comes his way, hardships, trials, tribulations, how many of us are facing trials, tribulations, and difficulties? Every day in our lives, we are facing trials and tribulations and difficulties, sometimes between spouses, sometimes between siblings, sometimes uh, parents with children, sometimes children with parents, sometimes in the workplace, sometimes financially. We all face the difficulties. Difficulty comes your way. فَصَبَرَ Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, He practices patience. فَصَبَرَ فَكَانَ خَيْرَ اللَّهِ It's going to be better for him. How is it better for him? Explained beautifully in this hadith, when the person, a calamity or trial afflicts him, he says, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Whatever he was tested with, Allah grants him better than that which he had. Subhanallah, how 
generous and great is our Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And thus he concluded that the three types of patience that you and I should have, even though Sayyid Habib Umar is going to give us more practical steps in developing these qualities of patience in the pages and the chapters that, that lie ahead. He, he, he mentioned these three types of patience and then he concluded this chapter by saying, great therefore is the station of patience in the sight of Allah and great too is the intelligent person's need for patience. We observe non-Muslims being patient when confronted with a multitude of difficulties in order to solve problems or to attain worldly objectives but we believers are unable to exert patience as a means of attaining eternal felicity and hoarding off infinite evil. Sayyid Habib Umar is saying, how many inventions, how many success stories do we hear in the West and in the East of non-Muslims? And how they were able to practice patience and go through hunger and struggle and difficulty and forbearance and so many challenges they underwent with so much patience, patience until eventually they made a success of themselves. And we see it all the time with us the examples of different types of successful social media or whether it's Microsoft or whether it's the Mac series it's people that never found it easy they went through struggle and difficulty until they made a success they had patience until they were successful Said Habib Muhammad is saying if these people were able to practice such a great amount of sabr and patience to attain success in terms of this dunya why is it that Muslims are struggling to practice patience to attain the ultimate success that is eternal that has no end, that is far greater than any success of any individual in this worldly life. The success of Allah's pleasure, of Allah's rida, of being close to Rasul wasallam, of being saved from the fire of Jahannam, of finding entrance into the greatest of paradise. And how much, how is it that we're struggling to find patience for such a great and lofty reward while there are those non-Muslims that are practicing patience to gain, to gain something of this dunya. May Allah grant us continual patience, says Habib Umar, such that it affords us unlimited reward, for truly He is the most generous. May He bestow His blessings upon His chosen messenger, the master of the patient, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and upon all His family and companions. All praise be to Allah, Lord of the worlds. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this a reality for, for you and I. May we inculcate this, this, this beautiful quality in our lives. And when we meet after the break, inshallah ta'ala, we will commence with lesson four that speaks of putting patience into practice. In other words, taking these the various types of patience and actually implementing them in our life, inshallah ta'ala. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. That was the voice of Molina Abdurrahman Khan speaking to us more on having the patience and the sabr when we are faced with hardship as well as misfortune. For now, we break for ads and when we come back, we'll continue. Stay tuned. Say hello to South Africa's latest and greatest international expo. The Dubai Expo will be held in Cape Town from the 12th to the 21st of May 2017 from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. at the Lookout Venue along the V&A waterfront. Ample parking is available, entry is just 30 rand and kids under 12 enter free. Join us as well as our Exhibitors from all over the world. Amazing prizes to be won. For more details, follow our Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash Dubai Expo SA, and our Instagram page, Dubai underscore Expo underscore SA, for more information. The Dubai Expo is now in full swing at the VA waterfront. At Bangate Super Spa, we gave away a brand new car, and we're doing it again. That's right, another chance to win a limited edition 1.4 VW Polo Vivo Storm. This fierce 
Capital Car embodies the elements of a dark and brooding storm fitted with all the luxury you can expect from a Volkswagen. All you have to do to stand a chance to win is simply spend 300 Rand or more and buy five participating products at Vangate Super Spa. And that's it. You're entered only at Vangate Super Spa. See in store for more details. T's and C's apply. With over 4,000 full-time staff working to uplift the standard of life, morality and education of the most deserving across the globe, the agency that cares. The savings continue this week at Balmoral Supermarket. Get a great value combo for an unbelievable 139 Rand. Filled with all your fresh produce essentials. Just in. Beautiful and fresh has avocados, only 15 Rand 99 per punnet of four. Snowflake cake flour, 2.5 kg, 19 Rand 99. 1 kg Zamli dates large, only 69 Rand. And assorted roads juice, only 29 Rand 99 per two liter. For more specials, check our Facebook page or grab a leaflet in store. Remember, you can get your groceries delivered. Shop online at www.balmodel.online. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Qalb Salim. Sound Heart. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to your program Kalbun Salim. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along special guests in studio none other than Molina Abdurrahman Khan. We are in our final few minutes of the program and in this part of the program I now hand over to Molina where he will be doing the practical examples of the patients and that was patients concerning of things as well as lowering the gaze. We were looking at the patients and the greatness of sabr as well as patients that we have when we are confronted with misfortune and hardship and within this segment Malina will also be quoting a beautiful hadith by the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Malina Bismillah Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in we continue on to lesson 4 putting patience into practice <coughs> in, from the book the clarification of noble character compiled and authored, authored by our teacher Habib Umar bin Muhammad bin Salim bin Hafid. In the previous chapter, Habib spoke about three types of patients. And now he's going to give us practical day-to-day examples where you and I should be practicing patience. Emphasizing the idea that success is surrounded by difficult, challenging things. Quoting the famous hadith of Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created paradise with Jannah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala surrounded Jannah with unpleasant things. So we know that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first created Jannah. And then Allah sent Jibreel alayhi salam to Jannah and said, go and gaze upon Jannah. So Jibreel went and he gazed upon Jannah and Allah asked him, how did you find Jannah? And he responded by saying, oh Allah, I've seen that which is beyond description. Anyone that hears about it will be eager to enter Jannah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then surrounded Jannah with unpleasant things, with difficult things, with challenging things, with carry things that are challenging and difficult. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Jibreel, go back to Jannah and gaze upon Jannah. And then when he found 
that Jannah was surrounded with all these unpleasant things, he came back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and said, Oh Allah, I fear that no one will be able to enter it. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Jahannam. And Allah said, Go and gaze upon Jahannam. And Jibreel gazed and came back, back to Allah and said, Nobody who hears about Jahannam will enter it. And then, and he would, would do anything that would cause him to enter it. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala surrounded Jannah with desirable things, with shahawat, with things that we desire. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Jibreel to Jahannam, the blazing fire of hell for a second time. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, gaze upon it again. And when Jibreel observed the desires that exist around Jahannam, he returned and said, my Lord, O oh Allah, I fear that no one will be saved from it. O oh Allah, protect us from Jahannam. O oh Allah, protect our families, protect our children, protect our friends, protect our students, protect our brothers, protect all we know from the fire of Jahannam. Ya Allah, we cannot, we cannot bear, it's beyond our capacity and ability to bear such torture and pain and difficulties. O oh Allah, protect us from it. Protect us from it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran regarding Jahannam that the people and the inhabitants of Jahannam, whenever one set of skin melts away, juluduhum, badalnahum juludan ghayraha, we will give them a new set of skin الأذاب, so that they can taste the punishment over and over and over again. Boiling hot. We cannot imagine the difficulty of Jahannam. Allah protect our families from Jahannam. Allah allow us to adopt the quality of patience. Patience upon doing acts of good, acts of obedience, patience in abstaining from acts of that are displeasing to you and patience in the face of difficulties and calamities. So Sayyid Habib Umar then emphasizes the point that all those challenging things that Jannah is surrounded by, one can only overcome those challenging things through patience. And then he makes a number of beautiful examples, starting by the morning and the tahajjud prayer or the fajr prayer and how difficult it is we find to get out of our home beds. And in our Prophet Muhammad wasallam is the best example. There's not a quality that you and I can speak of save that within the life of Rasul wasallam is the best of examples. Rasulullah wasallam. He returns home one evening after a lengthy day. And he was the most busiest of all men. There was no one ever in the life of humanity that can claim to have been more busy than the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And that's when he returns at home. If there's anyone that deserves rest and time out, it's him sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So he gets into bed and is lying alongside his wife Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. And when I read this narration, I just have the sense of coziness in my mind. A man working for a long day, coming home at night, having the comfort and the company of his wife in a home bed. And the Prophet Muhammad teaches us what is patience upon the obedience of Allah. And then he turns to Aisha and he says to Aisha, Do you have any need, O Aisha, that I may fulfill? So Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she says, Ya Rasulullah, I have no such need. And then the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, In that case, Do you allow me to, instead of spending the night with you in this home bed, do you allow me to spend this night with my Lord Allah? Aisha then says, Ya Rasulullah, I cannot be a veil or a barrier between you and your Lord. You are free to do so. And Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi stands up and he spends the entire night worshipping Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, standing in Salatul Tahajjud. And that is the patience upon acts of obedience that you and I require. Said Habib Umar is asking the question over here, where is our patience to forgo and to lift that blanket, to get out of bed, to perform hudu, and to stand in front of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. 
And the reality, uh, dear listeners, our scholars have taught us that that challenge is only initial. A person only finds things like that challenging during the initial stage of his wayfaring, his suluk, his traveling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And once he overcomes that particular stage, until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants him openings and he becomes from the elect servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then standing before Allah, one doesn't require patience upon acts of obedience any longer because he starts desiring acts of obedience and he starts yearning acts of obedience and there's no patience any longer for him because that's all he wants. And thus the Prophet wasallam explained his state when he said that the coolness of my eyes was placed in prayer. He found a sweetness in his salah, a sweetness in his prayer. And thus are the salihin, the great men of this ummah, they find an enjoyment and an, a sweetness in the act of worship. Sayyid Habib Umar throughout this chapter, he asked, where is your patience when it comes to your wife? Where is the patience within your home of creating environments of religion in your home, of Qur'an in your home, of Salah in your home? Where is your patience in ensuring that your children study the Qur'an and become Hafizul Qur'an and become reciters of the Qur'an? Where is your patience in your workplace to create environments of Salah? You know, how many people are not praying at their workplaces? And how many people through their patience upon acts of obedience were able to create praying facilities within their workplaces? So these are the essential rules, practical points, how you and I practice patience within our daily lives. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect, preserve us, allow us to adopt this quality. When we meet next week, we will be discussing, and this is going to be chapter 5, Emulating the People of Patience. We will be speaking about the lives of the Salihin, the lives of the Anbiya, the lives of the Companions, and how they embodied this beautiful quality of patience. We look very forward to our next meeting.